0: welcome back to building a fighter my name is dr whoa whoa
1: whoa whoa this is a freestyle we don't do the intro on freestyles eat a dick you're ruining the vibe already
0: oh my god it's a a vibe all right alex what are we talking about
1: oh man i don't know um I had my kids compete for the first time ever in Freestyle and Greco this weekend, and that was an experience.
0: Yeah? How did yeah, that it, go?
1: It happened. Um, no, I'm actually really, really proud they of how they... They <laughs> wrestled. I am really proud of how they performed. They did a really good job adapting to the new rule sets. Um, just a couple times, we didn't really understand what was going on, um, despite our... I like um, that you said we. Despite our chronic um, going over of the rules of practice. But no, competition is different, man, and it's it's good for guys to get out of season competitions. We still, I had to still break some kids, and I don't know what this is about wrestling. Um, Well, I know what it is, but
0: (laughs) I don't know what this is. Actually, I do know what this is, but I'm gonna let you guys figure it out on your
1: own. Right? Exactly. But wrestlers take themselves so seriously. Like even in the off season, like I still had kids that are like super upset about how they wrestled, how they placed. It's like, dude. You're doing something you've never done before. You've never wrestled Greco in your life, right? We're trying exclusively new shit, right? And yeah, that guy's a tough wrestler. He beat you, but he didn't go outside of his comfort zone once.
0: I was right? about to say something real dickish.
1: You know who says that? Losers, yeah. Losers. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But who gives a shit how you do at this tournament? That's not.
0: No, dude, I, I get, all. I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, Even after my comment and I didn't used to. The only reason why I switched is that there's somebody that I respect the fuck out of. I think he's the best wrestling coach in America, Angel Cejudo. Um, And that's how he thinks. He wouldn't even let his own son start wrestling until 13 because he didn't want him to start getting he and he only lets him do five competitions a year right now. Like he's getting he's getting into high school and obviously Valiant is different. Yeah. Because it's it's just wrestling. They're not even allowed in the Arizona interscholastic, so they don't do high school wrestling. They just wrestle national tournaments, um, and like Fargo and the U.S. Uh, team trials and shit. But he he was so focused on making sure that if he's gonna get if if his son is gonna get into this sport, this great sport, he better fucking love it. And he to fall in love with that and not just fall in love with the competition aspect of it, because he's because that breeds like that's almost like the similar Kale Sanderson philosophy where it's not really about winning. It's about going out there and being aggressive and putting points on the board and having fun and try taking risks.
1: Well, I like that approach not to pivot
0: too far, but I think the the number one determinant of a successful wrestler, Uh, the difference between a D one wrestler and a D three wrestler like us is somebody that has a relatively low risk aversion. They're willing to take the risks that are going to score them points. Well, yeah. And then
1: you compound that over time and you learn which risks are worth it, right? You learn better and better um, percentages on your risk, but, but
0: hold on. But the only way that you get that willingness to take risks is to have the mentality of if I lose at this fucking tournament, it's not a big deal. Right. Like if I lose at a summer tournament where I'm going out there to try new things, it's not a big deal. It's, it's not the end of the world. If I take a bronze at a fucking summer freestyle tournament, when I've had, I've wrestled freestyle six times in my life, I went out there to try new shit and trying new shit is going to allow me to take risks and try to figure out how I fit into this sport in my own personal way. Sure. Yeah.
1: And I mean, it's a, it's a time and place thing, right? Like obviously there's time and places of wanting to win, but the approach in and of itself can't be winning oriented, right? That's, I mean, that's a fairly,
0: I think given. Until you get to the highest of levels. Sure. Until you get to elite high school, college, D1 wrestling. Time and place, but
1: that, super um, unbalanced focus on winning, especially at such a young age in wrestling. Like I've, I've had to bite my tongue a lot recently. Like I've been kind of campaigning for wrestling at the school and trying to get a lot more kids out and kids out and kids out. And like talking about youth and club wrestling. And it's not like I used to be of the mindset. Well, like you'll learn the like life lessons. You'll get a lot out of it. You'll get this and that. And it's like, now I've pivoted to like, No, there are a lot of toxic wrestling cultures out there. Like, yeah, you absolutely should be kind of weary about what club you send your kid to go wrestle for. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's frustrating in and of itself. And it's beginning to change. But I don't want I mean, wrestling will never be like other sports where like we're just going to play T-ball and whatever happens, happens. Right. Like there's still consequence. Like that's what separates combat sports and a lot of other sports is there's. You know, physical personal consequences. Yeah, right. In other sports, you lose at a basketball game, you lose at a baseball game, right? Like, yeah, your ego is going to be hurt a little bit, right? And your team lost. You lose in a wrestling match. You might have got beaten up for seven minutes, and it's all on you. There's it's no fucking personal. Going, right. So I think that sets wrestling apart enough. We don't need the the extra on top, the the hammer down coach, the the yelling, the chronic cutting weight, the, um, you know, like quite honestly, like physical abuse that happens all the time. All
0: yeah. Right? I, so, so I, I want to push back a little bit though, because like, I don't disagree that it gets too far a lot. Right. Sure. But I mean, my club in Illinois was known for the toxic shit. Like <laughs> Gomez wrestling Academy was known for the relatively toxic shit. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've seen some shit, been through some shit and, but it, I will say I learned life lessons and I learned shit about myself that I'm very proud of now and have gotten me to this point in my, in my career. Yeah. I, I know for a fact, I wouldn't be as successful of a person right now if I didn't go through that shit, if I didn't learn those lessons and they might, I mean, there's no way for them not to be toxic. Like for it, that sounds terrible, but like, there's no way for them not to be toxic for me to learn how to suffer and how to go through shit. Like starting a business fucking sucks, bro. Right away, starting a business is so rough because you don't know what you're doing. You're learning on the fly and you're basically trusting that the rest of your life's income is based around the first three years of, can you make this business? Yes or no. Yeah. Essentially. And I don't think I would have been successful. On that side, if I am successful, but at least I, I think it's becoming a success now, both, both of our businesses where I don't think I could have done that and done that as well. If I didn't have those experiences of learning how to suffer through shit when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. But it's a fine line, right? Like where can we get that? And I definitely believe that it's possible to get to that, like that benefit, that suffering, that pain, like absolutely pain and, and endurance and suffering, like Mm -hmm through sport adversity period like has to be a piece of the recipe right Mm -hmm. but there's enough of that that we can find without really fucking kids over right well
0: and that's where i agree with you it goes too far a lot right because for every one of us there's seven of the the people that couldn't handle the pressure and broke Right. And well, I'll
1: tell you even just a a story from practice today that we had. We were doing a a freestyle Greco practice and a lot of it was review from the weekend and and fixing these and this little mistake. And like one of the biggest mistakes and it's super common, like on our gut wrenches, we're not staying tight enough. Right. We're getting the butterfly grip, but we're not pinching our elbows hard enough. Like we had a probably a success rate. I I told the kids of like 15 percent over the weekend. Right. On our gut wrenches it could have been as high as 75 or 80% if we fixed this one little thing, which is just tighten down on your elbows and, and squeeze the life out of our guy. Right. Like mm-hmm. super straightforward, simple stuff. And then we, and then we corrected it. We practiced technique. We went through our whole practice and like pace was pretty good. Uh, attitudes were up. We played some games. We did this and that. And at the end, okay, last little bit, we're going to do a little bit of conditioning at the end. Okay. We're going to do a gut carry. So I'm, I don't know if this is common, right?
0: No, uh, so, it's like an actual gut carry. Like you you are in like a straight lift situation. You're lifting them off the ground. You're walking no. with it.
1: So it's almost like a partner carry or buddy carry, except instead of jumping on um, like a piggyback ride, you just put your hands around the waist and hold on like a gut. You're almost like hanging off their butt. And then the partner Oh, yeah, walks. yeah. I know what you're
0: talking about. Yeah.
1: And then the okay. partner kind of walks and waddles. So yeah, I'm holding yeah. On you always that wa-
0: you always end up on like the floating ribs. Right. And so yeah. you're trying to
1: – and it takes a lot of like squeeze and grip to hold yourself up there. Otherwise, while your partner walks, you just slip and fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we're doing this conditioning drill and it gets pretty freaking hard. Like we're doing a, a, a at a decent clip. We're adding in um, some like positional holds and stuff. And then it got to the point where everybody – is cheating on this drill, right? They, they would put the gut in and then the partner that's carrying would grab their hands and hold the person up, right? They would help their partner keep on the gut. And at that <laughs> point it's like, now is time to get a little pissed. And I did get a little mad and I like stopped the room. I like pretty much yelled at him. as like, this is bullshit. Like you're willingly going away from the hard work just cause it's getting hard. Damn, right? can, this you is- squ- can you swear at
0: kids at public school?
1: um as long as there's not in the mission um but i told him like this is bullshit it's one thing to fail and fall which i accept like if if your grip fails you fall and then you have to get back up and go like that's fine whatever but to just cheat and get around the hard work so that you can get it done or so that the pain stops or so that whatever it's like that's the key that we worked on today that was the only thing squeezing and holding the gut and like and now when it comes hard when it becomes like something you will actually experience you quit or not even you don't even quit you decide to cheat
0: right, right? Yeah, that's, even, so, that's even fucking worse
1: and so and so i laid into him a little bit and i and our practice ended at 5 and i was like if i see one more kid doing that we're doing this till 6 I will keep you an hour and I'll talk to your parents. Right. So it's like, like a little bit laying down hammer, but the moral of the story was like, there's going to be some hard shit and I want you to learn how to use, uh, how to address that and face that hopefully through sports and hopefully through wrestling at a young age. That way, when there's hard shit in real life, we have at least a little bit of like analog experience.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, Rogan says it, he's like the hardest thing to happen to you is that uh, the hardest thing to ever happen to you is the hardest thing to ever happen to you. And he says it in a context, typically of like people that come from privilege, aren't able to, they, they, they think that a a stubbed toe is the worst thing that's ever happened. You can't conceptualize. Then there's somebody homeless right on the outside. right? Right. But the exact same thing can apply. That same saying can apply to this situation. Or if you've never been through struggle, you don't know how to adapt to it. You don't know how to respond to it. If you don't, yeah. if you don't push yourself in, not just mentally physical, like mental, not mentally physical, not just mentally stimulating situations and mentally yeah. struggling situations, but also physically, that's yeah. where exercise comes in. And I, and I've said it time and time again on here. I think that's where wrestling shines with the youth is that it is a physical struggle like no other. It's a, like, it's a brotherhood. Like you ever, like you ever see somebody out at like a bar and you just see him and like, there's just something about him. I like, I know he was a wrestler, not cauliflower yeah, yeah, yeah Like yeah. you just know he was Stop a wrestler.
1: The meaner about him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you
0: always, instead of putting the, the chin up, you put the chin down and the sign mm-hmm. of respect as you walk by. Like there's something about that, that you've went through a similar shit, shitty struggle yeah. that is going to make you a better person and you got to respect it.
1: I have never understood nor gotten the like chin up, chin down thing. It's not, not my, job. I always
0: say chin up is like, what's up? Like you just say that I'll just do it to everybody. But if I go chin down, like a nod, then that's, that's a respect thing.
1: Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. caveat, but I've been to- tooling around with a, a couple different like life rules, um, similar to in a practice, but like in the weight room, uh, I've noticed it and, especially in my old age, as I get older, um,
0: you old fuck.
1: I've been working out like 90% for mental health more than anything fucking physical. Um, but in the wrestling room today, as I was talking to the kids, as we kind of came together after the conditioning, like one of the things I told them, it was like the, the more you decide to go into the hard work and to do the right thing, the more success in life you'll have. Right. Like if you, choose to run away from hard work or doing the right thing, like they don't have to be mutually exclusive, but the more you choose and the better you get at that decision every time to do the right thing, to hard work hard, to do this, the more success you're going to happen to have in life. Right. And so I, I think that was a good universal rule. But the other one that I got more out of the weight room as I was kind of going in and through some conditioning and like, you know, I didn't have any conditioning planned in my day or whatever, but it was just some, like, I just needed to fucking go. Right. I I don't know if you ever get that feeling. I'm sure a lot of people do, but it's like, like just, you know, this four sets of five on the trap bar is not going to do it for me today. I need to just fucking put my head down, fucking douse my shirt in sweat and go. Right. And so I was having one of these days and I was thinking, you know what, I'll be fucking damned if the external, uh, situations in my life cause more stress and havoc on me than I cause myself either in these workouts or any adversity that I put myself on. So I think that's a, was a good measure of like, you know, how you're doing in in life or, or like a good mock proxy for mental health is like, don't let the external factors in your life cause you more stress than the adversity or stress that you put yourself through. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and, and it's at least helped me a lot as far as my workouts. Like, If I'm going into the suck and I push myself super fucking hard and I'm like grinding and I feel like shit during the workout, everything else in my life, all of the stress, all of the shit that, you know, is going wrong or that I'm really worried about
0: melts down a little bit. That's very similar to a very big quote that you always used to say. Sure. Go ahead. Nobody's going to hate me more than I hate myself. Oh, no. That was, (laughs) oh, wow. That's very similar to something you just said. You just sanitized it and made it a positive, not a negative. I was
1: gonna say, yeah, that seems that seems like the the kind that, of because that's all that I is, just, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. all that is, right? You literally you're like, oh fuck, life's beating me down. You know what? I'm gonna go at myself harder.
1: Well, yeah, I suppose that's kind of funny actually that you brought that up because I haven't thought about that in a long time. Um, but a little
0: bit fucked, right? It's a little bit fucked, but. That's true too. But it's, true it's, too. That's but why it's beneficial because you're right. What, Every time I just put my fucking head down and do something like that, I always feel better after. You right, just need you, to
1: suffer a little bit to feel cl- good about everything else. Amen. You clear it, and that's why all these fucks are doing cold plunges.
0: Yeah, like Joe 100%. Rogan
1: forces himself for three minutes to get in the fucking cold plunge, and I fucking laughing. This Bro, that is the epi- hardest thing of my day. That episode was wild. Oh, uh, him and who the fuck, uh, Huberman? Yeah, it was Huberman. Oh, it was hard Huberman. Kept like
0: to trying him. to give all these different things, and Joe's like, "Well, if you don't do it, you're just a bitch. Well, you're if you don't a bitch. do it, you're a pussy. <laughs> like, you're telling me you can't do three minutes in cold water in the morning?
1: How about I like, can fucking do it, but I don't want to." How yeah, about you're how not about we realize, to? How about we realize that fucking decision that we can yeah. all make? Oh shit,
0: that one's wild. Dude, I had to that turn was, that one off.
1: It was kind of hard to listen to, but but yeah, that's why like people are going into the cold plunge and like, can I make myself do this hard thing? Which it's it's such a weird thing to think about, you know, I, or whatever. In my personal training woes or whatever, I think about we have artificially created labor for ourselves. Right, yeah. we've mm-hmm. in, as our jobs so, are so
0: fucking easy. Physically. As a
1: society, yeah, we've outsourced any and all like physical labor. I don't it's just say like any and all, most or a lot of, yeah, yeah. And so people have to artificially re-implement activity and movement back in their life, right? Like, and a hundred percent, there's a need and a a good service for that. But I'm just like why don't we just like go out and do something like yeah. instead of this power at the park yeah, instead of this functional fitness, hour long workout that, yeah, it makes you feel better. And is super, you know, scientific, whatever. It's like, go cut down a fucking tree, hmm? go cut down a tree and chop it up into little fire piece logs. Right. Tell me that's not how fucking hard work. Right. Like, and that's a, a little bit of, of an, like a robustness approach we've taken to some of our high school football, um, workouts Mm -hmm. like towards the end or we're doing like work capacity or even as a warm-up honestly we'll load like 315 on the sled it's like move it from point a to point b three times Mm -hmm. you know and it's kind of fucking awkward you have to handle it and like i don't know i've been really digging the like awkward strength type of fucking movements
0: i've been doing a lot of in my gpp phases with people i've been doing a lot of just like main lift carries yeah Where like, it's Mm. the, the actual main lift you're doing is you're going to lift up a 150 pound sandbag and you're going to walk with it for 30 seconds. And then you get a minute and a half off and we're just going to do that over and over again until I say, stop.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Fuck that dude. We, uh,
0: we have a, it's like, it's not even a hundred pounds, like maybe
1: 85 pounds, but it's like, uh, uh, MMA dummy that you strike. Yeah. And it's, it's a different one than I've seen though. It's like six foot tall. It's super Jesus. fucking big, right? It's yeah. big, um, but and it's kind of shaped like the so it's body. It's like a heavy bag. It's more so, like a heavy bag than anything. It's like a heavy bag, but it has like like a shoulder and a hip. Oh right? uh, like, yeah, 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 I know like exactly what you're talking about. In. It's got
0: like a, it's like narrow at the top, like a head, and then it's got yeah. wide, like a cone yeah. around it for shoulders. Yeah. Then it's exactly. narrow for a torso, and then wide for legs. That one got gotcha. you okay. Um, but it's like eighty five pounds. Yeah. Pick that thing up, bear hug it, and walk
1: hundred yards. <laughs> exactly, Dude, like that type that, of shit. So fucking hard. That crushed me in my last workout. And one of my workout partners, <laughs> he uh, he walked about seventy five yards. He paused, <laughs> and like me and a bunch of other coaches, like started cheering him on, yelling at him shit. And then he just kept going. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was clearly like, pausing, like fuck, I need to stop. I need to drop it. I need to drop it. But he like fucking, he won. He beat
0: that demon yep fucking Dude, next time you got to do it and reverse lift carry oh no like the horizontal yeah, yeah, yeah. like or like a reverse gut where you just instead it'll be horizontal and you'll lift yeah, it up you yeah, just yeah. walk backwards 100 yards yeah. and then switch the other side walk backwards 100 yards
1: oh no stop that's all we're doing man slaying demons slaying, slaying our demons.
0: mental demons liquid death murder your thirst which you don't watch Demon Slayer because you're a nerd, I don't you just literally just wasted that potential sponsorship opportunity.
1: I don't need a seven dollar seltzer water.
0: Hey, hey, it's like two
1: fifty. We got a pack of my my Waterloos for two fifty. got twelve of them, bad boys.
0: Waterloo. I'm not a big Waterloo guy, I like Lacroix. Croix.
1: I go to whatever, uh, whatever the three for ten deal is.
0: I like Topo. Topo's good. But you good, it's expensive though. Still, I think Topo is the best of the like widely available um, sparkling waters. Like it's better than Pellegrino by a good amount. Can't say that I've ever took a uh,
1: took time to think out my opinion. I'm a big sparkling water guy. Most uh,
0: almost every water I drink has bubbles. Hey, man, the hardest thing that you've
1: been through is the hardest thing
0: you've been through. And the hardest thing for me is when I run out of bubbly water. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Actually, oh, my man. fucking rib hurts right now. Oh.
1: My knee is still not better. the fuck, Austin? So some bullshit. I don't even know what you did to it. What would you do to it? Uh, I popped my MCL. I think it's my MCL. MCL and meniscus. Um, Wrestling? Yeah. So when I came out the back on uh like through the middle on an Iranian, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like turning into the guy um to like cover from the top and I just wouldn't even think about it. And like I was essentially putting him on his back because he's a dumb little high schooler. And like at the same time like I started turning him, he like wrenched mm-hmm. the other way and turned my um like full knee flexion, but then turned my heel super laterally to my body. Oh gross. Yeah, my, and then my upper body was twisted yeah. the other way. So, it was a big pop and whatever. But um, that was probably five weeks ago.
0: And really... Inflamed. And you've done no rehab and gotten worked on I've zero times? I've done
1: stuff. I've done stuff. I haven't... Yeah, what have you done? I got a half-assed opinion from you and a half-assed opinion from the... I, I don't even remember talking about this, job. so... Well, that's your fault. Um, no, I got a couple tests done and... That was what I was told. Those MCL or and or meniscus. Um, I've done a lot of single leg step downs. I've done, okay. um, like real low level plyometric stability work. Um, what else? A uh,
0: hamstring. I've done a million and a half hamstring curls. Okay. So you got to start adding in lateral glute work as well as um like tibial rotation work,
1: because yeah. so what i us say tibia rotation might might help but like it's fucking strong and stable like the literally the only time it hurts is whenever i go into like knee flex valgus
0: right well but that's what i'm saying so you got to find a way to offload the knee joint when it's in that state because it that just means I, that was my last case today that's why i'm i was fucking late to the podcast was I mean, that sweat. shit um but it was wrestler knee pain medial aspect um and we figured everything out. The only thing that could reproduce any symptoms was just a straight valgus test. No, nothing else. Muscle testing, what have you. Mm-hmm. But what's that tell us? That just tells us there's too much pressure on a passive structure. The, the MDM is a passive structure that's holding things in place. So we need to use an active imp- implement to try to offload that passive structure. And that's just load up the hip and then try to make the knee rotate the way it should so that there's not as much stress and as much strain on that passive structure. So it's just, if it's a passive issue, we need to use an active solution type of Uh, situation. Repetition intensity. I would say like just base level. How thick of bands do you have? Do you have like a fucking smelly belly hip circle? Yeah. Like a, like a thick, thick one. Like a fabric one, yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, I'd say like Mark Bell status. How much turf do you get? Fucking enough. How? Old, what's the length? Like forty yards. Forty-five. Yeah. So I would just go. I go twenty outs, so forty in total, or you could just go all the way down, um, sure, like a lateral sad. walk. You're
1: a savage.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like you well, Uh, you have such a high work capacity that you, the only way that that'll be fixed is if you actually get to some sort of progressive overload or some sort of said principle. Like if you just keep it low level, you're not actually going to do anything. You're a fucking sadist. I know. Well, I'm telling you to do it. I'm not telling myself to do it.
1: That's what it make sense. I like, like, even, like, just two weeks after I did it, like, it was super sore walking or doing anything else. But then, like, I could also, like, I got into one of my fucking moves and I did, uh, like, a 220-pound single leg squat.
0: Yeah, you pushed it past the threshold. But it was
1: fine. It didn't hurt. It was all fine. Yeah, until when? Until until I wrestle and get into the knee valgus position.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exclusively
1: the thing I want to do, which is yeah. grapple, fucks it up.
0: Yeah, but... So, anyways, banded uh, lateral walks, uh, single leg bunch, hip thrusts. I'll do a bunch of that shit. Um, but nice. not dipping into Valgus. Uh, a, t- tibial cars. Bridges. Screw, screw home TKEs. So it's like a rotational TKE where you got a band upper, band lower, and you're actually, instead of just a straight one, straight back. Um, Spanish squats. I understand. I know. I know. But the more I say, the more likely that something's going to happen because I'm just going to keep talking at you. I just want your knee to feel better. Cause I'm going to see you in two weeks. Yeah. What are we going to do? I don't know. You said you want to go to Meow Wolf. That would be fun. Yeah. I'd definitely go to Meow Wolf. Want to hike? Yeah. Um, my, my buddy said we could stay at his place downtown if we end up downtown and wanted to do something late. So let me, let me, let me articulate the amount of
1: downtown I want to do. Fucking zero.
0: Downtown.
1: <laughs> nice. Isn't Meow Wolf downtown? Uh, no, not really. You can skirt by downtown off the highways. Yeah. No, Meow Wolf but... is not downtown. And maybe we go on a hike. We go some hikes. <sighs> hike, Meow Wolf. Are we fucking here for three days?
0: Three days? Yeah. what will yep. be fun. Thursday. fun? Thursday night until Sunday. May work out, hit open that yeah hopefully this rib feels better otherwise you boy ain't rolling okay well but I can no
1: worries. no worries.
0: um yeah dude, but outside like, of that yeah we're a little bit out here well fuck I just went through a whole i mean that might have been the most useful podcast of anyone we've ever done. I just went through a whole clinical reasoning thing <laughs> for medial <laughs> knee pain that might be the title there's but a lot of bullshit a lot of bullshit and then went through knee pain. But, no, nah, we uh, we talked about youth wrestling in the beginning, so. Yeah. The youth and their knees. <laughs> the youth and their knees. What the fuck does that mean? That's the title I'm of the sure. podcast. Ah, well. But anyways, Alex, you, since you would let me do an one. intro, you're doing the outro. Give it to me. Peace out, y'all. Alex Friedman. Austin awesome, Shane. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, I'm leaving that in there. That's the outro. Goodbye, everybody.